Just fire her up. Hey, Seth. Um, it's been a couple of weeks. Not nearly as long as the last time. Has it been a couple weeks? Well, we released the episode, and then I came over and watched Outer Banks. That was last week. That was last week. So. Okay. So, yeah, it's been... And when they hear this episode, it will probably be... It'll be two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, even. Yeah. Doesn't seem that long. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Which I think would imply that... Or depressed. There you go. I wouldn't know. Who's to say? They're a therapist. A therapist is to say. All right. Here we go. All right. Welcome back to my brother's podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Seth. He's my brother, for those of you who don't know. Um, hence the name. I don't know if we've ever explained this on the podcast itself. The point of the... I think we have. The point of the name of the podcast is that if either of us says it, it's true. Because hmm. we're, we're both the brother. So, like, you get it. So how you been, Seth? Like we said at the beginning, it's been a couple of weeks. Anything important happen? Um, not really. Nice. Nothing super important. I can't think of. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like it's only been a, a week or so. But Just the Olympics ended. They did end. The Olympics were in full swing. Uh, last episode, this episode, not so much. We uh. And we, Erica won. As usual, because we're the greatest. Hashtag goats. Um, Outer Banks was released. Yeah, is that what we're going to talk about? I feel like mostly, yeah. I thought that was the entire purpose, honestly. Yeah, kind of me too. I oh, just okay. didn't want it to make it seem like such a, you know, we're not an Outer Banks podcast. We're just a podcast that discusses Outer Banks. Right. But it's also, it's not the only thing we've discussed. Film no, certainly. Wise. But, you know. It is definitely going to be the only piece of media that has two of its own episodes. Strictly named, probably. I would think so. Unless we just... We could pivot into, like, a Ted Lasso podcast. We could do that. I could talk for hours about Ted Lasso. So, we'll do that later, though. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk about Outer Banks. And just for all of you who listened to the first one... Yeah, make this a distinction. Um, this is a season two. Um, this is not as far removed from the show as the first one was. I think we feel like we were a couple, maybe, maybe even a month removed. Yeah. We were a little behind. This episode is coming out exactly two weeks from the premiere of season two of Outer Banks. So we've had less time to marinate. Um, I have not rewatched the show. I watched the second season one time. Same. We watched it together. We did. We watched. Except for the first and last episodes. Yeah, that was, we bookended on our own, but the middle parts um, was a collaborative effort. Um, you know, I thought it was, I liked it more, honestly, this season. I do want to make one important distinction from because we caught a lot of heat for the first one. I don't think we're saying we just dislike completely the show. 
We don't think it's very good, but we watched both seasons, so, like... That's... Yeah. Everyone, you know, people think I hate it. I don't hate it. I just don't think it's good. Yeah. But, like, anyone who knows me, and I make this comparison all the time because it, it's, a, like, a one-to-one thing, I hate... Like, I... Riverdale's horrible, but I've watched every season of it. Yeah. Outer Banks is a better show than Riverdale, but it's still not... I still don't think it's, like, great television. I think we also came to a realization when we were watching it and talking to... That plays into it. But, yes. Anyway, back to what you said. I do think season two is much better than season one. And I think, for me at least, that's, like, 80% because John B. is... Like a supporting character in yeah. this season, yeah, and this that's is, what I was talking about. This is Pope's season, really. Pope and Ward, I feel like, are the two main characters. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, spoilers probably. I imagine. Oh yeah, we'll definitely spoil it. Anyone who like cares has watched it already. Yeah. Like you're not gonna listen to us talk about it if you haven't already seen it. Yeah, that's just that'd be weird. Um. Also, I don't know anyone who takes two weeks to watch Outer Banks. Like, it's like a five-day thing. Like, yeah, it took us two days. Yeah, it literally took me, yeah, two days. But, um, but yeah, so this is Pope's season in a lot of ways. Um, the treasure hunt is centered around him. The, I'd say it's kind of Rafe, too. Rafe gets a lot of dramatic scenes yeah the the way you you can break it down by like the story arc and then like the character arc yeah and then like the actor's arc like the actor's responsibility yeah if you did it that way I think Rafe that actor has a lot more to do in this show than really any of the other actors yeah like he has a he has like a performance to give right um, I think if you're going to go by winners and losers, I think J.J. wins the season. Oh, I felt that way in the season one, too, though. Yeah, well, no. I think J.J.'s Definitely. awesome. I think he's just the best character on the show. Facts. But I do think he comes away from this season looking maybe even better than he did the first season. Yeah. Because the first season, again, you just get so caught up in the John B. and Sarah Cameron thing that everything revolves around them. Right. I think this season, the other characters are given more time to be characters. I really do think, and I'm going to stand by this, that I think John B., if he's not the worst TV character of all time, he's in the top five. His character is awful. I think this is a problem that I've come across a lot in my personal television watchings um fairly regularly the main character is the worst character um the quote-unquote main character right there's three major examples there's this one which is different from the other two but this one because john b is the main character of season one and he is all credit to the actor for getting the job and making himself a successful actor. I don't think he's a well-performed character. 
I don't think he's a well-written character. I don't think he's a smart character. <laughs> um, he's just, in my opinion, he's bad. He's all around not very enjoyable. Right. The other two examples are How I Met Your Mother. For anyone who's seen How I Met Your Mother, Ted Mosby is probably a bottom three television character <laughs> of all time. That hurts my feelings. That's, I... No, I it hurts tell. my feelings because a friend uh, told me one time that I remind her of Ted Mosby. That's an insult. That was an insult. and you. Well, should it was more of like the way I dressed at some, uh, at some kind of thing we were at. She was like, you kind of dress like Ted Mosby. I was like, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> All right, well, go for it. Yeah, that's less of an insult. Um, the other one is Jess from New Girl. I don't think Jess is a bad character. I just think she's the worst on the show. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's... But I think a lot of that goes back to the main character has to drive the story. And especially in a... Seth just hit himself in the face with the with the microphone stand. Yeah, that didn't um, feel good. Sorry. What I was saying, the main character has to drive the story. And in this kind of story, or at least in the story they were telling in season one, you kind of need the main character to be dumb to continue the story. Like, you need the main character to keep losing. Yeah. Because it's all about him being an underdog and, like, having to overcome stuff. He's having to overcome things that he puts himself in, too, though, like... Right, because he's dumb. Yeah. Sure, he got dealt a bad hand with the fake death of his dad. Yeah. Ma- which, ma- massive spoiler there. His dad's not dead. Yeah, he's alive. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just chomping at the bit to see how they explain that. Because no one knew he was know. out there. Yeah. Except for Ward. Speaking of Ward, I saw an interesting video this week of the actor that plays Ward performing, like singing in a concert. Like music? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw a video like that too. So he's a band guy. Like he's a singer. Yeah, he's also was the dog, or the, not the dog, the dad and Jesse. I don't know what that is. It was a Disney Channel show for people my age. You'll know. Debbie Ryan, shouts out. Huh. Um, he was also in the office. Didn't know that. And he's a musician. Good for him. Wildly talented young man. He's not that young though. He's yeah, he's fifty something. The video he looked tossed and he was just like doing these weird dance moves, but that's kind of on a side note, I just wanted to say that. I think it was Barstool that posted the video on Instagram that I saw. I saw a video that was listing the ages of the main cast members of the show of Outer Banks and he was mid 50s and then Rose his wife in the show she's 30 she's old for 30 she does she that kind of shocked me all due respect he looks good for 50 um and then there's John B being played by a 28 year old John B's closer in age to Rose than he is the age of the character he's playing he's closer in age to Rose than he is to his current girlfriend (laughs) <laughs> who is six years older than the character she's playing. She's 22? 20, yeah. And so J.J. and Pope are what, 24, 24? Everyone else in the cast is either was either 22 or 23. Okay. Um, Except for Rafe. Rafe Rafe's was, 25. Yeah, Rafe was a year younger than uh, John B. I don't, I don't know how old Rafe is supposed to be in the show. I don't either. Like, I don't think he's in high school, but, like, he doesn't go to college. I think he might be a year older. 
or two, maybe. Because it'd be weird if he's a lot older that he's hanging out with Topper and the other. What's the black guy's name? I have no idea. I don't think they ever I say don't know. that. But he's by far the worst of the rich people. Like, yeah. he's a bad person. He sucks. Well, okay, I guess Rafe killed people. But other... <laughs> and committed a hate crime. Other than the... That's what I'm saying. The black guy was part of the hate crime. Yeah. He didn't commit it, but, like, he was there. He enabled it. Yeah. He encouraged it. He did encourage it. He he tells Rafe that John B. and Sarah Cameron are back. Like, he's a he's a horrible person. Yeah. Um. Anyway. That was a weird tangent about that guy. Where were we? The ages, right. That... That part's not important either anymore. Some thoughts on the show. You got any? Anything you um, thought was better, thought was worse? I did just think I had an overall feel that it was a better season. Um, I still cringe at the end of episode three thinking about it when they roll up to Charleston on like a – yeah, they just a little bitty boat, and it just happens that their three best friends are also in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> we were both sitting there, and we both go, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Yeah, that was one that boat should have ran out of gas. Yeah, they didn't stop for gas, and then or food, and then they conveniently went to the exact same place that their friends were. Look, I'm not. What's the a seaman? I'm not very. <laughs> Uh, what's like you travel the world? A sailor. A yeah, I say that's not what I'm thinking. There's another word. Not a sailor cool, works. Like a... Either anyway, I'm not big in sailing. Right. So I'm not really sure how far the distance is from Bahamas to South Carolina. Can't imagine it's close. I can't. I just can't imagine it. Um, and I can't imagine. I mean, unless you hug the the coastline for the most part, you're in open water. Yeah. On that boat was no bigger than twenty feet. I just they would have ran. I just refuse to believe they didn't run out of gas sometime before Charleston. I will say uh, now that we're talking about that and I'm thinking about it, Cleo was a happy. Uh, Cleo was cool. To the show. I did like Cleo, which is good because I think they kind of ruined Key, the the Kiara character. Yeah, I think Cleo brings some grit to the group that was needed. Yeah. Even though they both, or all of them except Key, kind of grew up with some grit. Yeah, JJ think. has a lot of grit. Yeah, but but Cleo brings some like some edge mm-hmm. that they need, and it you know it evens out. So now JJ can date Cleo. No, JJ's <laughs> gonna date Key, and Pope's gonna date Cleo. Apparently, that's the that's the rumor online. JJ's gonna date Key, which and Pope. I well, said, I guess at the end they are hitting it off. I said to you. When we were watching, I said they spend a lot of time just the two of them in this JJ season. and Key. Yeah, because again, so much of the story is centered around Pope. Yeah, and John B. being the main character also has to be involved for reasons. So JJ and Key spend a lot of time just talking, just the two of them. Yeah, and so I think that's going to set up them next season. I wonder if next season's JJ's season. Like, they go through his family tie because you have basically season one's John B., his family, and all the stuff that happens to him. And now you have Pope being tied back to Tannehill or Denmark Taney, whatever he is. 
So what's but we just sent JJ's dad off to wherever he was sent. Yeah. I do want to see more of JJ, but I I really have no interest in JJ's dad being yeah, part either. of the show anymore. I think the only thing that they bring him back for is to kill him off, yeah. like officially. He's kind but of a dirtbag. No one no one dies in this show except for the sheriff. Yeah, she's dead. She's the only sure. person that's and those like two, dead. And uh, those two henchmen that were chasing him at the beginning. Ward definitely killed them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so. So, but like, no one, no one ever dies. So, I will say? say, I think the most predictable thing in the entire show was that Ward wasn't dead. You did tell me that he wasn't dead. He I wasn't mean, there's dead. no way. That was so easily seen that he wasn't going to die. You could tell by the way he was playing it up and just on the boat, casual. Mm-hmm. Sure, he's a cold-blooded murderer, but he doesn't have the stones to kill himself. <laughs> he thinks he think, he thinks he's too smart for that. Yeah, he thinks he can win no matter what. Right. Which, which is the thing I do respect about the show. He has. He has won yeah. at every turn. He has. Like, I get that ultimately... The the Pogues, which I still don't know if the Pogue, Pogues is a class of people or <laughs> their faction. friend group. I don't. I can't tell. The way they use the word is so inconsistent. But it's whatever. But I think it's a lifestyle, right? Like a mindset. I don't. It's just it confuses me. But what the show's done is they have made them lose. I get that they're going to win at the end of it. They're all going to end up millionaires because of the gold and the cross and all that. But these first two seasons, they have lost. Yeah. They didn't get the gold. They don't get the cross. Like, it's – I curious. respect that about the show. I'm curious to which one they're going to focus on more now because, I mean, you still got the gold and you have this massive well, cross. Like, you can't split your attention over – all of it. Well, that's the thing. They don't have to. Ward has both. Yeah. So, like... Did he bring the gold from the Bahamas with him? No, but I think that's where they're taking the cross. Oh, you think that's where that freighter was going? Yeah. Like, Rafe so th- must be super strong. <laughs> yeah. It well, might be all the cocaine. I was about to say, cocaine does crazy things for you. But he caught that rope and just held I re- on to it. I had like I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I have expected his knees to just blow up on contact with. Yeah, that the, would be what happened in real life. Like he just grabs the rope and his knees just go through his shoulders. Um, but no, that's the thing. Rafe and Ward are going to end up with the gold and the cross in the same place, and they're they're gonna find this healing cloth thing, which some people are saying it's. John B's bandana that he wears, which is why he didn't die, and all the reason, all the ways that he should have died in the first season. Not sure how I feel about that theory. Where are you reading these? TikTok, Reddit. People love posted TikToks about Outer Banks. Bro, it's not. If they make it his bandana, I'm out. Um, that's the thing with the healing cloth thing. The show, as ridiculous as it is, is based in a sense of realism. It's yeah. not realistic that John B. didn't die when he fell off that tower in season one. But the rest of it is, it's not supernatural. 
Right. This healing cloth, if it's all of a sudden some sort of supernatural show, I don't I don't like that. I don't want that. But I mean really turns the dynamic. Yeah, it changes everything. Um Topper's gonna end up a pogue again, whether he won't end up broke. Like he'll he'll still be rich. So I guess he's gonna I end up in their corner. You think? Yeah, I don't know if he'll be a pogue or if he'll just be one of their friends. Because again, the logistics of the word are confusing. But I do think he's gonna end up on their side. He is so whipped. He might by Sarah Cameron. He might die. For they gotta Sarah kill Cameron. someone. They've gotta kill someone from that either the core pogue group or adjacent. Yeah, Topper might like take it for Sarah. Which wouldn't surprise me, because um, he's down. He's down so bad. He's so badly down. Um, I gotta say something. In the second episode, maybe. Actually, in the first episode, John B says to Sarah Cameron, "Do you want to get married?" And they kind of <laughs> joke about it, and then later. Sarah Cameron's like, yes, let's do it. And then they proceed to act like they're actually married. (laughs) And then when John B., when Sarah Cameron is returned to where John B. and the rest of of his friends are, um, he gets angry at Sarah for not telling her recent recent ex-boyfriend that just saved her life. He gets mad that she didn't tell him that they're married. <laughs> that they're fake married. That they're and they're they're these they're sixteen years old. In the eyes of literally no one. Not, no one was there. The, not the law. Not no God. Witness. Not a witness. Yeah, like it's people it's, at people act like when I say the show is not good that I'm like making it up but I don't know how you can watch that scene and still think you can still like the show yeah it's just not good yeah it's stupid it's just oh I hated it I hated it so much but again I just hate John B as a character so I don't know if he could do really anything that I wouldn't at least partially hate I really can't think of one thing in two seasons that he's done that I'm like oh that really wasn't all that bad I guess he found the gold he saved Sarah Cameron I guess yeah people apparently like that episode where they go to UNC for the library why I don't I I don't know apparently that's a thing that people like enjoy even though that was... That's the worst scene. Maybe my least favorite part of the show so far. That might be the worst episode. Um, I hated that. No, it's... People love the John B. Sarah Cameron thing. And I think it's because the two actors are dating in real life. So we act like the the love story on the show was good. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, I wish all the happiness in the world, kind of, <laughs> to the real actors. But, like... No. But again, we're clearly out on a 
limb here that other people aren't on. We definitely are in the minority, I feel like. Um, and I don't fully understand why. Like, it, it doesn't feel to me like I'm saying anything like it's a hot take. Yeah. But apparently I am. Good news is I'm right here with you, bud. I don't know. Maybe I watched Game of Thrones too much. It's not really a adequate comparison. I just don't think it's that good. Like, I don't think it's outlandish to say that. I don't. I, apparently, it is. It I can be entertaining. That's Netflix the thing. has lots of shows that are entertaining that are just terrible. That's. I don't think people are able to distinguish entertaining from good. I will actually say. One of my favorite shows, The League, about fantasy football, is probably not a very good show, but it's entertaining as crap. The last season of The League is one of the worst seasons of TV. (laughs) But it's an entertaining show, and I've watched it all the way through like three or four times. I think that's... It's okay that it's a bad show. Is that people don't want to be entertained by bad things. (laughs) Yeah. So they tell themselves that the things they find entertaining are good. Yeah. But again, it's because enough people haven't watched Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't realized that bad, like genuinely horrible garbage (laughs) can still be entertaining. Again. It's like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite's like good, but it's hilarious. Right. Like. Grown-ups. If we're being genuine there's like 10 good tv shows on in a given year like actually good shows right the rest are entertaining because that's how they stay on television Mm -hmm. a lot of the shows that are really good don't stay on television for that long they get in and get out they like community community exactly the first Parks and Rec. The first three seasons of Community are as good of a comedy show that has ever been put on television. Yeah. And then they made three more seasons, a total of like 30 more episodes after that, and they were done. Because sometimes good things, one, it's hard to sustain genuinely good television. The Office didn't even, wasn't able to do it. Friends wasn't able to do it. Like, you can't watch all these shows and say that every episode is good. Oh, yeah. So that's part of it. But two, you, do, you go for entertainment in a lot of these things, and so sometimes you have to, you know, lack in other areas. I think another thing, going back to Outer Banks, is going to make it... It won't be long-term sustainable at all, I don't think. And that's because in these shows you're talking about that stay on for a long time, people get attached or they to like a character yeah. or a dynamic. And there's nothing about Outer Banks that's like, oh, yeah, I feel some sort of like, I don't know what the word is. Not attachment. Attachment sounds bad, but like, I don't know. It's like, ah. Uh, I think I think I get what you're saying. Like one, it's so story driven. Like as much as you can like the characters, the show is about what the characters are doing, not about the characters themselves. So I think that hinders how long it can go. Yeah. 
like a sitcom is about characters. Mm-hmm. So you can make a sitcom go f- for 11 seasons. You can do The Friends or The Office or other sitcoms. But dramatic shows are harder because, again, they're about the story. And eventually, and I have the theory that it's basically after five seasons, every show, even ones about characters and not story, get worse. But, like, eventually you run out of things to keep giving these characters to do. It's a, I really watched Stranger Things recently, and it's a problem Stranger Things is going to have. Like, you can't, these kids can't <laughs> keep doing this year after year. Yeah. These kids from Outer Banks cannot keep doing this year after year. They'll die. <laughs> that's like the, that's the path of the. There's not that much treasure you can make. Right. You can Especially up. not in the one general area yeah. that they live in. Um, also, especially considering all of the treasure revolves around one specific ship. Yeah. So that's another part problem. Like you, unless you just keep adding things that were on that ship that they never mentioned before, but the, uh, eventually it just, you run out. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, as, as I, I don't think it's very good right now but it's also not going to be good for very long so I I do think they have two more seasons max of make it interesting I really still don't know what the time frame we're working on is that all this has happened yeah we talked about that when we were watching it and the fact that like is this months is this weeks yeah, is this a year because They'll they'll do like a whole episode, and then someone will be like, "Where were you last night?" And it's there's been like an hour and a half of things happen in yeah. between them seeing each other. Like it's there's just no way to know. It's impossible because um, I mean I guess obviously it's in the summer, but you don't know how soon they had gotten out of school. I don't think it is in the summer. Well, they at least this season, I don't. I thought they were starting back to school this season. Maybe they were just mid-school. But I think I don't know when last season happened. Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't know when they got out of school for the last season yeah. compared to, and we don't know if they, like, they went back to school, but like when John B. and Sarah Cameron were thought to be dead, there was that memorial out front of the school. Yeah. So, like, maybe that was... That was another interesting thing. John B. is dead in the eyes of the school system and then comes back and, like, the next day shows up to school with Pope and JJ. Yeah. Like, hey, man, take a break. You don't have to go to school. You're dead. You're literally not alive. Like, you're cool. Um, also, we never see Sarah Cameron go to school. There's definitely, like, a different... There's, like, a private school... That all those kids go to. You think? But, like, it just feels like we could see her go to school, maybe. Or Rafe. Maybe we could it's figure out how old Rafe though, is. It's kind of interesting, because wouldn't Key go to that private school? Because she lives on the same side of town as them. She lives in figure eight. Because she's actually a coot. That's true. Yeah, but it feels like Key's parents would be like, you you can go to public school. 
That whole dynamic between Key and her parents is stressful. Yeah. She a lot is of ungrateful. yelling. No, yeah, Key's a horrible character. She's super ungrateful. No, I really do hate that character. Um, Not as bad as, again, John B., but, you know. I mean, she was at her mom's neck talking about getting pregnant from a pogue and stuff like that. Yeah, she... Just completely it was, unnecessary. It's really weird. It's... Like, why are you angry at your mom that your mom doesn't want you running off at random hours trying to, I don't know, solve murders or whatever it is you're yeah. trying to do all the time? Her mom's just like, hey, we just love you and want <laughs> you to be safe. And she yeah. said, I would like for you to die. Like, it's just, maybe don't leave the house at 3 a.m. for these or criminals that you call friends. What's crazy is you could just, like, maybe let them know. Like, hey, y'all aren't going to be happy about this, but this is what I'm going to go do. I think this is part of why I don't, I don't know, not don't like the show. It's not part of the reason I don't like the show. It's actually one of the smarter things the show does is it frees up John B. and JJ to be the way they are because they don't have parental figures. Parental figures. Like, JJ's dad is... A bad Dead father, beat. and then goes to prison. How did he get beat. out? I don't remember that either. I think he broke out. Was oh, the okay. um was what we're supposed to think? Infer. Yeah, John B's dad is dead, so he doesn't have parents. Quotation marks around dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pope. You know, I think they set up Pope pretty interestingly because he was, you know, a very good student. You know, good son. But then he just kind of goes off the rails. I do feel bad for Pope's dad. Yeah. Pope's dad seems like a really cool guy who's just trying to make a living. Just trying to better his son's life for him if yeah. his and son then, doesn't want it. And then his son just keeps screwing up in every turn he can. And, well. No. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, Key's just like, she just has loving parents, man. They just want her to not, you know, get killed by the insane um, Cameron family. That's an interesting... I feel like Sarah's got that, got a little bit of that, too. The crazy? Yeah. They, I don't understand the significance of Wheezy's character. I feel like she's just there. She's also going to be... She's going to be, like, friends with John B and them. She's going to, like, turn on her dad or whatever. I don't know what Rose what Rose's deal is. Um, it seems like she would have more to do as much as she is in the show, but she doesn't like do anything. Yeah, she mostly is just there and she kind of just reacts to what others are doing. Which I mean, I get that you need characters like that, but usually they don't get as much screen time as Rose does. Yeah, there's just a lot of things that don't make sense. I just... I mean, you know, props to them for making a show that is as successful as this show is. Um, and I do think... Don't, don't get me wrong here. I think... The actor who plays J.J., um, Madeline Klein, who plays Sarah Cameron, and the actress who plays Key... I think they're all very talented. Uh, Rudy Pankow and Madison Bailey. Yes, I think 
those three in particular are very talented young I think actors. the guy that plays Rafe is too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Him too. He's a very talented actor. I think Pope is good. I don't know that he crushes all of it. Yeah. I kind of want to see Pope in a J.J.-esque role where he kind of gets to be funnier than he is in the show because I feel like he would do that a little better. But, I mean, I don't know. I think there's talented people working on this show. I just I just don't think the writing's that good. And your, your main guy's your worst. And, uh, yeah, I don't think that... I would be interested to see how this show would be with... Like, if you flipped Rafe, the guy... I think it's something... Drew Starkey, maybe? Yeah, his name is Drew. I Drew Starkey and Chase Stokes. If you flipped them and Drew plays John B and Chase plays Rafe, I wonder how much that changes the show. I think Rafe's character's out about halfway through season one. <laughs> Just because I don't think... I don't again, think John B can pull off the All due scenes. respect to Chase Stokes for making himself successful. Good for him, man. Very good for him. I don't think he can pull off half of what Rafe does. I think he got lucky. And that's all it takes, man. And um, I would love to get lucky. Again? Again? <laughs> no, no, I was going to say again something. Oh. But props to him. But the example I'm going to use in the first episode, they walk up on people planning a wedding, like setting up a wedding. And him and Sarah start dancing slowly. And they both start crying. But for some reason... I don't even remember reason, that part. Hmm? I don't even remember that part. You, you have to go back and watch it. For some reason, and this might be just the way I saw it, but... And... Sarah does it too. They both play the scene like two characters that know their relationship is like ending. And I I don't fully understand why. Like their eyes just look like two people who are like accepting that they once loved each other, but like it doesn't work anymore. But then they just continue to, you know, go on about loving each other like in a relationship. Yeah. Again, maybe I read it the wrong way, but it was just weird to me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that, but I did fall asleep during the first episode. Um, yeah. Didn't I? Or was that the second episode? I wasn't here for the first episode. I might have been the second episode. I think, I think that is episode. the. I think I remember it happened in the second episode now, and I think I remember falling asleep. Was it in the second episode? I don't know, Coach. I don't remember. I will say I'm excited to see Madeline Klein in the Knives Out sequel. I think that I be forgot fun. she was going to be in that. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. It'll I be interesting to see her outside of this. She does seem to be the one destined for stardom yeah. after this. Um, I'm going to pull for JJ though. I yeah, I hope I he want gets him something. to be big. I want him to hit it big. He seems like he could crush a rom-com. Yeah. Like, he would go in and just... God, he'd be so charming and good-looking, you know? Like, I feel like he'd do really well in a rom-com situation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You know, there's always one of these people destined for stardom. 
from these shows that like make people's names. Like Millie Bobby Brown? Her. The Finn kid from Stranger Things, which I still don't fully understand. I don't think that kid's the best actor of the five it main just because he's kid actors. Looking, he looks different. He does. He looks like Timothy Chalamet in a way. Yeah. Which seems to be a thing that people are interested in now. Um, also, I kind of... This is about Stranger Things, so it's unrelated, but if anyone goes back and watches Stranger Things before the fourth season... I kind of think some of those kids get worse. Like, the performances are better when they're, like, children in a weird way. They just but quit it, working on their craft? It might just be that, the like, the writing's better in the first season. Just because it was... That's when it was, like, original. Yeah. But, I don't know. I do think Millie Bobby Brown gets better, though. Because she's... I think she's, a, like, a freaking powerhouse... She's going to be a superstar. I really like that uh, Enola Holmes movie that she's in. Yeah, no, I think she's going to be an absolute star. She's going to be what people thought Drew Barrymore was going to be. Drew Barrymore was successful. I don't know if she ever won an Oscar, but I could see Millie Bobby Brown being like Oscar level. Yeah. That's just un- that's unrelated to not, uh, to Outer Banks. I don't see anyone on Outer Banks being an Oscar level uh, star, but you never know. One of them's probably gonna end up in the in a Marvel movie, and that's <laughs> just really gonna blow them up. Yeah, I can. It's gonna be JJ. Pope's gonna end up playing like Static Shock or something. That'd be kind of interesting. Is he Marvel? No, he's DC, but he's a superhero. And right, yeah, yeah, get, yeah, for sure. You get one. I think you get one superhero movie. You're you're made. Oh, give me here. I think you make. You somehow. Huh, I don't know how to word this. JJ plays Green Arrow. He yeah, that would be interesting. You need to bulk. You might need to bulk him up a little bit. I, I mean, yeah, he's only a kid right now. You're you're talking like prime Green and Green Arrow. Like it. Like, early Green Arrow, though. Yeah, he's like Connor Hawk. Yeah. That'd be interesting. He's not Oliver Queen. I feel like if you went full-budget Teen Titans movie, um, Sarah Cameron could be Starfire. Is that her name? Starfire? Uh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, the alien that flies. I feel like you could CGI her up a little bit. She would look pretty cool. I think J.J. fits in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. He would fit in that cast. Or Rudy yeah. Cow. Yeah, I could see that. But. That's I, another, um, another candidate to play Static Shock would be Caleb McLaughlin, the kid from Stranger Things, which is interesting. Like, if you're going to make a Static Shock movie, it feels like he's going to be come from a Netflix show at this point. All right. I don't have any more thoughts. I hope people take this one better than the last one. Yeah, we're... I feel like we're slightly more complimentary. Yeah, I mean, we said this season was better, Uh, so there was less to complain about. So, Um, like, it's good for them for making this season better. And our complaints are basically the same complaints. 
And all of our complaints updating. are valid. It's not like we're making things up to get mad at. Yeah, like we don't... It's just, you know, I guess it's our interpretation and other people interpret it differently. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, you know. Just don't tell me I'm wrong for the way I interpret <laughs> it. And I won't tell you you're wrong. We can dislike or have differing opinions on the show and still be friends. I promise, guys. I can't judge anyone because, as I've stated multiple times, I watch a lot of Riverdale. <laughs> so, you know, like the shows you like. Enjoy the things you enjoy. Yeah, and we just hope that you like our show and enjoy this. Yeah. That would be cool. Please do. Yeah. And share it with your friends. If us saying we don't like Outer Banks makes you not like our show, we're sorry. We are sorry. Well, you know, we don't want to lose you over our Outer Banks opinions. But it gives us something to talk about. So. Yeah. It's it's a thing we can spend 45 minutes talking about and not, like, force anything. Even though I did spend, like, half the time talking about Stranger Things randomly for hmm. the last, like, 10 minutes. But. Who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky like Chase Stokes and catch a big break. I'm working on it. I just need to get put in contact with someone at Netflix. I have a Bingo. script on your desk my Monday. Not this Monday, but like a Monday in the future. Whatever Monday it needs to be. Yeah, just any Monday. You tell me, I'll put it on your desk. Or email. <laughs> I'll drive it if necessary. Where is Netflix located? Probably Palo Alto. Mm. Just... For some reason, feels like Palo Alto is the answer. Well, I think it's time to wrap this baby up. Yeah. Tie bow on her and put her to bed. So, shouts out to season two of Outer Banks, not Stranger Things. Um, rewatch Stranger Things if you haven't. I think Stranger Things is a very good show. It's in Los Gatos, California. That's probably close to Palo Alto. It's in Silicon Valley, so yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, hope everyone enjoyed this episode. You know, I hope you enjoy Outer Banks. I really do. People need more things to unite over, more things to enjoy as a as a people. As a unit. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully it continues enjoy, uh, entertaining the people. Hopefully we can unite people about my brother's podcast. Yeah. Tell your friends. I feel like we, I don't know if we've ever told anyone to do this. Maybe we should ask. Yeah. Not tell. Will you please tell your friends? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you mind telling your friends about our podcast? You know, maybe retweet it when we tweet the podcast. Maybe subscribe. Out. Maybe I don't know. Can you do that? Do you subscribe and comment and rate it on these sites? Yes, you can do all that. Yeah. So you can give. Well, you review. You can give a comment with your review. So like you give a five star review, then you give a comment attached to the five star review. Yeah, so if you have time, you know, just a quick little... Or, or if you don't think we're a five-star podcast, you know, give us how you what you think we are. Yeah. You know, I'll be sad if it's not five stars. I just hope it doesn't hurt my feelings. Yeah, it'll hurt. It will hurt my feelings. Um, but, you know, that's that's my thing to deal with. You don't have to worry about that. I'll... Those are my demons. <laughs> yeah, I'll fight those on my own. Um, but as for this episode, thank you for watching. Watching? Yeah, thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> this is for those 
four dudes standing outside the window right now. Shout um, out to my neighbors <laughs> for watching us. Um, thanks for listening, as I meant to say just a few seconds ago. And hopefully you'll be back next time. When is next time? Unclear at the moment. But We're not going to make any promises. Yeah, we will never do that again. <laughs> um, but we'll try our best to be more regular. So um, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.